Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. You're listening to 1420 The Watch Clicker Podcast with your hosts, Andrew, and my good friend Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? I feel like you're at two and a half speed tonight. I am. <laughs> I'm going super fast. Got, you know, some booger sugar on board, a couple energy drinks. <laughs> I'm firing. <clears throat> I'm doing really good, man. Uh, oh, I got to make sure I don't match your speed. I'm doing really well. How well are you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. It's uh, baseball. We had the last baseball game of the summer tonight, which is fun. Whew, nice. Um, God, it's just the weather is still fantastic. Uh, I'm, I'm loving it. This is my favorite time of year. This is my favorite time. Like these, this late, long mm. summer. I know we're still like mm-hmm. in summer, but like, you know, we've got like another month and a half. Yeah. I dig it. I, I dig want, it. I want it to turn just a little bit. I want cool mornings, like kind of crisp mornings that are still warm in the afternoon. Yeah. I think we're, I think we're probably. We're getting close. Yeah. We're, we're next few weeks. We're going to start having those cooler mornings. Yeah. And it's going to feel great. And then warm afternoons. I dig it. Yeah, that's that's my speed. This time of year, beers on the porch at sunset, one of my favorite things. Yep. Yep. I'm going camping in a couple of weeks out on the coast, and it's going to be delightful. Love it. It's going to be a little bit cooler. It's going to be good. <laughs> going to be good. Mm-hmm. Andrew, how are you? I am good. I'm worn out. I, I just went I, uh, five days. Um, single parenting it with my kids. So I am worn, worn out. I don't know how single parents do it. Uh, it's certainly not for me. But yeah. Your kids are so little. Well, Calvin's so little. Yeah. I, I've done a couple of three to five day stints this summer and with 10, 10 and 11, it's yeah. like easy peasy. Yeah. Eight and three is, uh, it's time consuming. Like, look, you've already had three beers. Okay. Yeah. No more beer. Yeah. No, you got to switch to something else. <laughs> no, uh, but it was good. I mean, it was a fun weekend. We just kind of broke down. I like took a couple of days off work and deliberately planned to not do much. And we just chilled. But man, it they take it out of you. Yeah. So Calvin is three at this point. Yeah. And he's precocious. Mm hmm. I think is a fair way to put it. I think that's it. a really polite way to put it. That's not the language that I would use to describe him. I think he's a bit of an asshole. Yeah, I, I don't think he is, but he is precocious for sure. He, so yeah. he he's definitely not that kid that's cool on his own. No, 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 no. If, yeah. if he's out of sight, uh, like he knows how to lock doors. So for example, our recording studio has a door with a push button lock and he'll come in here and find... All of the things like he plays with the board, he plays with colors on everything. He's just problematic. And then you say, hey, dude, come to the door. And he just laughs. Like, All right, I'm going to take the door off the hinges. And he laughs. And then you do it. And he's like, wow. Dad really just took the door off the hinges. <laughs> and that'll change his behavior for a little while. I was like, that, my dad might be the Hulk, <laughs> but not green. <laughs> Uh, and he's like, kind of settles down. And is like, I'll listen to you. I've, yeah, I've seen listen. you take a door off the hinges. I've like, 
that was new. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's just he's just a troublemaker. Uh, yeah, and really enjoys it, yeah, even he, without an audience. He does get a lot of joy out of making trouble. I've seen it. I've yeah. witnessed it. Yeah, like he when he comes out of daycare, he goes to school in downtown. And I let him out of daycare, and he drops his backpack, and he does his little best three year old juke and tries to take off down the sidewalk. He yeah. does. He doesn't try to take off into the road, which I appreciate, but definitely in either direction down the sidewalk. Good times. Yeah. Well, Tiring. we're not talking about precocious children. Mm-mm, not today. Although we have, but we will not anymore. Rather, we're talking about watches. Yeah. Some 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 things. Some things uh, happened over the last couple of weeks. We're talking about watches. We're going to review a roundup, as it were. We're going to review the latest happenings in the watch world. And Andrew, I think it's only fair for you to lead the way. All right. What do you got, man? Uh, the C63. I've heard of this watch. It's by that uh it's by that C Ward company. Yeah, that 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 Christopher Ward, Christoph Ward maybe. Uh so Christopher Ward has released a couple new colors of the C63. They're and some people are going to like them. And actually I get why people like them, but they are not for me. They come in uh dragonfly blue and mulberry red Mm -hmm. the dragonfly is gorgeous yeah it's like a tealy green blue beautiful color and the mulberry red kind of looks like cabernet yeah i think that's uh yeah maybe we'll call this merlot yeah maybe yeah okay uh that's not for me that, that, that color is a miss for me, but it is the C63 that we know and love. It's all of the cool stuff with all of their updates. We did recently see a side-by-side of Christopher Ward clasps and mm-hmm. can confirm that new iterations are coming in noticeably shorter, which has been one of the complaints about the, um, the Christopher Ward clasps is that they're a little bit long. And I'm, I'm so pleased to just see them keep banging on this, uh, this dragonfly is a good color. Yeah, no, I, I think so. You, you know, there's a couple of things about these watches that I do really like. The dragonfly is a great color. This is the 39 millimeter GMT C63. Uh, Christopher Ward has been nailing it with their finishing recently. And this one appears to be no different. It's a C63, right? But mm-hmm. yeah, so we're getting an improved bracelet. Uh, reduced size clasp. If you're one of those folks that has tried a uh, Christopher Ward in the last two or three years and thought, man, everything's great except for the dang clasp. And the bracelet pins, which they have replaced with screws because I I ruined the pins that I had to remove from my bracelet when I sized it. Like I, nobody bigger than me will ever be able to wear that bracelet. Yeah, it, and, and and this is a totally new bracelet. So they're calling it the Consort Bracelet. Um, this is a five-link. I'd call this a Jubilee. Um, and it is, it is really, really lovely. Um, the end link in particular, I think, on this watch, if you go to Fratello or Warnerwind or anybody who's done a press release, they're all going to have the same pictures. The end link on this guy, we have fully Mm three-dimensional 
fully three-dimensional links with the the two polished links so links two and four uh being lifted above they're rounded and polished the yeah absolutely nailed it if you have ever talked to me about end links you'll know that i prefer either a flat end link or a three-dimensional proper three-dimensional end link and uh, man they nail it it's so we get all the time these faux embossed mm -hmm. decorative end links which are so are so ubiquitous as to be impossible to truly object to <clears throat> but in this case <clears throat> in this case christopher ward i think has nailed it this is gorgeous yeah they nailed it those might even be links yeah i don't think they are i i think they're fixed uh but they look they certainly appear to they, be they look like links they they nailed that and the, you know the profile view of the end link it looks like it could be a link i do think the 36 is a butterfly clasp uh which is which is whatever but the but the GMT I think has their new dive clasps. These are great, man. Yeah, these are good. It's not just new dials. These are really new new watches. New watches. Some some iterative design, we'll say. So Andrew, it's I wonder what the thing was because last time we talked to Mr. Mike France, he said that they were doing something unique with their bracelets that was going to drop in the next couple years that was going to be proprietary that only a couple other brands were doing. You know, they haven't talked about it a lot, but I think it's an internal thing. So the actual bracelet has been given engineering inside mm -hmm. of the pins. Um, and, and I think that that connection point is unique uh, but I, I've, I've wondered that too. I think that's what it is. I think there's actually like a ceramic sleeve or something inside the bracelets. Um, that's that's pretty terrific. So give us the release. Tell us what you did. Yeah, we should call those guys up. Con concur. Well, Andrew, uh, baseball season. It's baseball season. It, it is baseball season. Uh, we are firmly in the second half of the season. They they refer to baseball season as the first half and second half, but the All Star break actually comes like well into the second half. So we've got about a third of the season left at this point. Another 254 games. We 254 more games <coughs> just past the trade deadline. Uh, and so the season's getting exciting. It's getting spicy. Uh, uh, you know, the, the national league, nobody knows what's going on over there. The American league, you've got the AL East and then everybody else. It, it's been a fun season, weird season. The New York teams started the season with like the two biggest payrolls in the history of baseball. They're both terrible. I love it. They're not terrible. The Yankees are actually pretty decent. The Mets have struggled mightily. Sorry, Frank. Uh, but it's not his fault. He didn't do it. This time of year, I really, I really get into baseball things, right? I'm just, it's just baseball all the time. And Oris released a baseball watch this last week. They released their Hank Aaron limited edition. Hank Aaron, obviously, obviously one of the most famous, 
one of the most famous baseball players of all time, fantastic humanitarian, just a wonderful dude. Uh, most RBIs, most total bases, still most today yeah. has the record. Um, yeah, and of course, you know. And a long career with 20-some years. The greatest natty home run hitter in the history of baseball. <laughs> Fair to say? I don't know. Um, yeah, so so Oris has released a big crown pointer date. This is a big crown pointer date. There is, there is not a lot about this watch. That's unique except for the dial. So this is a big crown pointer date with a lovely, what I would say, lovely dial. Uh, certainly Atlanta Braves colors, which of course is fantastic. But the white and the way the colors are applied uh, gives it this like summer vibe. But we've also got kind of like cathedral hands. Uh this watch like a sporty, dressy. I dig it, man. Yeah, I'm I'm about it. I've always liked the pointer date, uh, and this is this is a really good example of it. Uh, it almost looks hand painted the way they applied the the paint on the on the dial. Yeah, it's got like that sort of raised enamel look mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, a uh, a Hank Aaron uh, case back. Limited to 2,297 pieces. That's cool. Yeah. And, and, you know, these aren't cheap. So these are 2,500 bucks, which I think is about standard for uh, a pointer date. Maybe a little bit more for the limited edition. Um, you, you know, the pointer date, I think, is unique in watches today. Maybe not unique, but it it rides a line that I don't think we're seeing in a lot of other watches with the fluted bezel. Um, yeah, I dig this watch. In those cathedral hands, this, this is a fun watch. If you're an Atlanta fan or a Hank Aaron fan, a baseball fan, or just you like cool watches. Or you just like that color scheme. That's right. This one's pretty cool. Uh, so I um, was looking at Hank Aaron's last couple of years. Uh, of performance and found the 2021 Braves did a Hank Aaron commemorative World Series ring when they won the World Series. Uh, And they encrusted it with 744 diamonds in honor of how many home runs he had hit. And it has a, it opens up, the top of this ring opens to reveal the number 44. It's like a locket to reveal the number 44 on the inside of the ring. That's rad. Yeah. That's rad. You can buy them on this website for 44 bucks, which seems like a really good deal because there's 744 diamonds on it. So (laughs) I think your resale is probably going to, it's probably going to be pretty good. This is a 2022 official championship ring for 2971. No. So even less 30 bucks. Yeah. Cool. Just, you know, yeah, I mean, melt it down. It's official. What's CZ do when you melt it? <laughs> I wonder if that's even CZ. No, I don't know. Probably not. Cubic zirconia is more expensive than that. I wonder what it is. It's diamonds because it's official. <laughs> uh, next up, this is a cool thing. It's a uh, another Porsche thing. And we've talked about Orfinas 
a lot in the last few weeks. It's because it's my favorite. Uh, so Porsche has recently announced a new 911 ST for the 911 60th birthday, which is cool. Because <laughs> uh, it's a, I mean, it's a really iconic sports car. Like, I think every little kid sees a Porsche 911 for the first time and is like, oh my gosh, I love that car. The 911 was big in the 90s and was like every celebrity car and every movie had one in it. Like, that was the car. But it's the Porsche, right? Yeah. With it, they are also releasing an Orfina special edition that you get upon purchase of your car. So these will eventually make it to secondary market, but you cannot get this watch brand new in box and less you first buy the car. And it's, I mean, it's a commemorative Orfina, you know, it, it's cool, but it's a cool idea that, Hey, here's your Porsche and your watch and your, and your dope Porsche design watch. Yeah. Well, so this is the Porsche Orfina watch that we know. Um, the colorway on this thing, I think, is pretty rad. So you've got you've got a white marker from five to thirty-five, a green marker from thirty-five to fifty-five, and then a red from fifty-five to sixty. Were you able to figure out what the what the colorway is doing? Uh, it's slowly transitioning from white to green to red. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for that. Uh, my assumption is that it has something to do with tachometer rating um, or tachometer readings. It's going to be part of an instrument cluster. Uh, a cool logo in the between the one and two, we'll say the 130, is the manual transmission head and mm-hmm. shows your your gear layout. It's and it's cool. Like this is a cool commemorative edition watch. And so these, so you don't just get these when you buy a 911. You have to pay thirteen thousand five hundred for them the when you buy it. your 911. It's the only way to get it, right? So you buy a 911, and you, and you like this is like the the cargo cover on the back when you're on the website and clicking through. You actually, this is one of the options. And nineteen sixty three pieces for the birthday. Uh, so what you do is you buy the car and the watch, and then you take the car back three days later. And like, ah, it's not ready. This isn't for me. But the watch is, so thank you. I appreciate your time. Yeah. So these are titanium. Yes. Yeah. This is this is cool. So so indexes are ceramic superluminova. What does that mean? God knows. They're ceramic. Superluminova? Hmm. That's going to require more investigation. It's probably a ceramic marker with superluminova coating. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so it says indexes, ceramic superluminova, loom, superluminova. No shit. 100 meters of water resistance. BGW9, you know, for a color change. We've got the Porsche caliber work. Work. It is with an E. Chronograph, right. 28.8, 4 hertz. Yeah, these are neat. Yeah, they're cool. And just a cool, like, 
if you're buying a Porsche and suddenly you get a matching watch, I think that's cool. I think more cars should come with a matching commemorative watch. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I, I feel like I feel like Honda should just do a F ninety one Seiko collab. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be dope. Or a Casio Honda collab. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, I think Casio would have to be Toyota. I think like a G Shock Camry. Yeah, no, I think Subaru gets G-Shock. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Subaru gets G-Shock. Camry is like straight, the not the F91, like the metal. Was that the, the 33? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's something there. Yeah, fair enough. A Prius, you get a calculator watch. No, you just slap on the mouth. <laughs> uh, although the new ones look cool. And their commercials are even like, yeah, it was ugly now or ugly before, and we fixed it. Yeah, now it's neat. And now it looks kind of like a, it looks like a Tesla, and they're affordable. They're kind of tempting. Yeah, man, I you know we got a hybrid a few years ago, and this and it's like a like full on truck chassis Toyota hybrid, and I get like forty. I'm like, this is. This is legit. I don't have enough driveway space. Otherwise, I'd get a Tesla. Or a, not a Tesla, but a Prius. But why do you need more? I mean, you drive an F-150. Yeah, I would not drive that. That would be like just for pulling stuff. Oh, I see. So you wouldn't get rid of the one. No, I have the title on it. There's no reason to get rid of it. Yeah, fair enough. What's next? Ooh, next up. Oh. We have a new moon swatch. And this one I do like. What was the last one we talked about? I think it was the strawberry moon. It was the strawberry moon. And this is the moon swatch mission to moonshine gold. And I can dig this one. So tell me more. So oh, these are, this is in <coughs> the ra- in the run of moonshine moon swatches. This is the fifth one. This is the fifth one. They've been doing these what once a month, and so this is for National Swiss Day. Mm-hmm. <coughs> are you going to be okay? Yeah. Uh, so on our chronograph hand, it has. I know I didn't read into what it was. I just kind of dug what it was. It's like the Swiss flag attached by things. It's like maybe Swiss like chain lights. Mm-hmm. I'll see real quick what they think what they say it is. They're lanterns yeah. meant to evoke traditional Swiss lanterns adorned with national imagery via the white cross on a red background. Yeah. This is cool. I like this. Cuz this kind of <laughs> this makes sense. This makes more sense than strawberries. Well, the strawberry was a strawberry moon. Someone don't care. Someone came at me. Uh, thank you, by the way. You were helping me. But also, I was like, what is this? And they were like, oh, it's the strawberry moon. I was like, oh, okay. And then it kind of made sense. But yeah. Don't care. I do like this because it kind of it makes sense, right? For these Swiss companies to be doing something for Swiss Day on this watch, I can dig it. I think these went on sale yesterday, and I am positive They're they gone. are gone. So check your Check your Reddit and or eBay. Yeah, because they'll be coming up for seven, eight hundred bucks soon. Are we going to talk about all of these every time they come out with one? I no, think- I just like this one. Yeah, well, that's fun. I probably won't. But 
I didn't like the other one. So I talked about that. Yeah. You, you know, I, I think the only thing, the only thing that's worse with these super limited iterative releases are the people bitching about these super limited iterative releases. Like, oh, I didn't get mine or oh, I don't like it because those are kind of fighting words depending on which route you choose. Oh, so, uh, like, for instance, top comment on the Hodinkee article about this thing from DeRosa 39 millimeter. DeRosa, if you're listening, I'm sorry because I'm about to shit on you. The Swiss watch industry exported over 27 million quartz watches back in 2000. By 2020, that number had fallen to just 8 million. It's pretty clear the moon swatch is an attempt to keep this part of the business from disappearing. 2022 reversed the two-decade decline in Swiss quartz revenue. It actually went up about a billion dollars over 21. It's probably not hyperbole to suggest the moon swatch saved the watch brand. I guess that's actually not that critical of a comment, but it's just it's, like... It got like more and more reasonable the longer you read. Uh, yeah, but like it's just like, like, oh, they're doing something and they're just trying to like... Uh, They're capitalizing on. on the popularity of the Speedmaster, yeah. of people who are not going to pay Speedmaster money. It's like, I can't believe this commercial capitalist product is an effort to make money. Well, like, that's, well. Like, that's the same complaint with every micro brand that charges more than 250 bucks. Well, no, it's just a stupid thing to say, right? Like, yes, they're trying to make money. Y yes, you're right. Shocker. They're trying to make money. <laughs> Yeah, because actually nobody does things that isn't trying to make money. <laughs> uh, no, Fat Zuckerberg did it when he made brick watches. Yeah, that's true. He well, that's he was definitely not going to make money on that. Yeah, I wonder how many like they've all got to be assembled at this point. Yeah, I mean, at what point? So you know, at what point do you think he was like, it's actually not going to work? I think on the release day when he uh, later in the day. Clapped back on social media. I don't think he knew it then. I mean, he did a clapback video. I don't think he knew he wasn't going to make money then. I think he still thought, like, this is going to work. Like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. I think he pretty quickly found out that he was wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing it was in that those first few weeks he must have... I bet he had a pretty good initial sale. Oh, I bet people bought him in those first. I, I bet he sold uh, a, a few of them. I'm guessing he sold upwards towards 400, 500 of them. But yeah. I can't imagine anybody's buying them now. No. No, they're just collecting dust. I can't wait to see him at like $50. Because then I'll buy one. Because it's yeah, a $10,000 watch. Has anybody checked the secondary market for these i haven't let's do this live on the air okay i'm gonna go to ebay and just search brick watch that seems fair right yeah um yeah nothing so it's true believers buying them yeah, I wonder if it's the type of thing where people are like, I'm going to hold on to this because it's going to do Rolex things. and Or just like, I've spent too much money 
What if I just Google brick watch used? Uh, okay, so here's one for 1500 on Chrono 24. Um, yeah, I don't see many of these. I don't see many of these for sale. So, uh, and obviously 1500 is still totally ridiculous. Yeah, it doesn't look like there's very many of them on the secondary market, which suggests to me that people are hanging on to them. That maybe not very many of them have been purchased. That's what it suggests to me. Yeah. So this is unworn, new in box. And this is the the company diver, which I think is the quartz chronograph. Always earned. Okay. Always earned. Always earned. Um, I'm going to steal one of yours, Andrew, because oh, I think it's pretty cool. All right, let's do it. So talking about the Moonswatch. Okay. When the Moonswatch came out, there was a whole lot of, oh, it's a plastic watch. And then, and then there was people getting excited and then kind of coming back and being like, you know what? I was prematurely excited. This actually sucks. Like, I think, <laughs> I know Bark and Jack made a video. It was like, I was wrong. It sucks. And it was like, what, what are you doing here? Um, me, I own a moon swatch and it doesn't suck. It's fucking rad. And I don't say that because I overpaid for it. I paid less than retail for mine. Uh, I only say that because it's actually fucking rad. The material on that thing, I've waxed poetic, maybe not that poetically, but the material on that is great. Swatch has now released a different bioceramic watch. The new Swatch bioceramic what if, question mark, what if, that's a question, collection, Imagines an alternate 1980s at under 150 bucks. That's the headline from Hodinkee. Uh, this is a square three-hander. Mm-hmm. It's a square three-hand watch made out of bioceramic material with a rubber strap. And shit, I'll be damned. It's pretty fucking cool. Yes, I really like this. It's an edge-to-edge crystal of biosourced glass. I don't know what that means. Biosourced glass. It's made from dookie. But it's a 33 by 33 millimeter square. And before you say that's too small, I suggest it is 100% not. That's going to wear like a probably a 38, if not a, a slightly larger watch, because mm-hmm. it is square. It's all dial. Very, very square. Uh fuck this is cool man this could be one of the like most affordable swiss watches out there mhm mhm mm-hmm. that's what what is swatch what else is swatch going to do at less than 100 bucks do they I have think these are 150 under? right 115 110 110 bucks dude what else is Swatch, what's Swatch doing below 100 Well, I mean, I think what's their cool basic design? quartz watches like, are... I mean, this is the right price for a Swatch. 100%. It's awesome. This is super cool. And they've got a... Uh, the battery cover on these things are paintings 
or probably printings of vintage Swartz. Swartz. Swatch quartz dials. There it is. Comes in four colors. Black, green, kind of a gray, or maybe it's just three colors. I thought it came in four. Just three, apparently. Yeah, I think just three. Well, no, because that looks like gray, but later it looks white. So specs, don't worry about specs. It's a 33 millimeter watch. It looks really good. The case back on these things is pretty neat, notwithstanding the battery cover. Uh, you've got a little ETA logo. Uh, it tells you what kind of battery is in there. That's one of my favorite things. Black, green, blue, and beige. Oh, yeah, the beige with the blue dial. The, the beige with the blue dial is a fun one. Yes. So which one of these are you going to get? Uh, I don't know. I'm definitely going to get one. And the cool thing is that each of the each of the colors have a different dial layout. The The problem is that I like the green dial layout, but I like the black watch. Mm. So I might have to get both, but the beige with blue, I also, I might get all. I mean, that's when they're 110 bucks. Oh, you know what? I did not see that, Andrew. They all have slightly different mm-hmm. Dialers. Yeah, so the blue is all Roman numerals, and they're all day dates, um, three-hand day dates. The black is a very kind of field watchy, no numerals, kind of closer to dress watch. There's no blue. There's a blue dial, you dumb dumb. Oh. Well, so there's the 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 beige with the blue dial, which is Arabics. Yeah. And Ar- then the green is a kind of stacked minute tracks yeah like uh art deco yeah yeah i I think i think you're right the dial layout well you said you like the dial on the the layout on the green Mm -hmm. i think i prefer the dial layout on the black but i prefer the green case better the beige and blue dial is really good though that crystal is nuts it likes it's like a an actual box that sits up from the mid case and is shrouded on either end. Yeah, it's cool. This is a really fucking neat watch. This watch is here to work. Dude, I'm digging it. I'm gonna, I might get one of these. I'm here for this. Okay. Next up. There is a new Frogman Mr. G watch you know the frogman is my second favorite g-shock uh, it makes sense because it's a dope watch it's the one it's the one watch that i've always wanted to get that i just never have just get one get one of these so this is this model commemorates the 40th anniversary of g-shock the 30th anniversary of the frogman it is inner it has this is the coolest part interchangeable titanium bracelets that is dope. So we've got Frogman with a titanium bracelet in full yellow. And these are dope. We have multiple colors of loom. They're obviously chunks. Let's find the spec sheet on this. Where is it? Oh, boy. No, it's big. It's going to be huge. It's a Frogman. I think it's like 46 <clears throat> and change. 200 meters of water resistance. Uh, 
I mean, the cool part is this is it's a commemorative Frogman in bright yellow with titanium. And it only costs just over $6,400. Oh, no, exactly $6,400. That's that's it. But that's kind of the Mr. G going right right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's crazy. If you, yeah, it's crazy. But it's really neat. Yeah, I like these. I like the hologram case back. Yeah. I will not be getting one of these. I like the asymmetric case. This is cool. Ooh, they've got like a three-dimensional, one of those things you can drag your finger around on the website. Oh, do they? Yeah, look. Oh, neat. Ooh, you can rotate it. Pretty common. Not oft seen in the watch world, though. 56 by 49.7 by 18.6. It's fuck and 132 grams. That's notable. (laughs) And it's titanium, so that's some that's some ass. That's as a big watch. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm more of like I want one of the just regular plastic frogman. One of the ones that are like four hundred, five hundred bucks. <laughs> I, I don't look want at a them, Master of G. I always look at them and they're just they're just too big. It's a, it's a big watch, but I think it's the coolest. I think it's the coolest G-Shock besides just the regular old. I, I feel that way about the Protrex too, though. They're so cool. They're just so big, and I don't want to wear something that big. Yeah. I get it, man. I get it. I get it. What else you got? Um, You know, I think I'm out of watches for the day. Oh. What else do you got? I've got, I've got a couple things. I've got... So first... <clears throat> We have a release from Ball. It's a Roadmaster first responder. And this is cool. I've I've always really liked Ball watches. They're just too big. Can confirm. You yeah. like Ball watches. Love Ball watches. Uh, like the Ball Skin Diver is... But the problem with me and why I've not ever gotten one is that they are too big. <coughs> And not by a lot, right? But when we're talking spending two to three thousand dollars on a watch, I want exactly the dimensions that I want. Yeah, it's a, it's a big watch. They're sort of ten years old. Yeah, sizing. Yeah. Um, but this watch is really cool uh, in that they've introduced some cool features into a watch, which is kind of n- not new for them. It's just not that common. So this watch is a chronograph that the timer so it's it's called the first responder because it's got a golden hour timer and a uh, platinum minutes or platinum minutes doesn't matter i think golden hour and platinum golden minutes. hours and platinum yeah minutes. platinum minutes um and the whole idea behind this watch is that they wanted to create a chronograph for first responders and we're air quoting this because that whatever uh, that could be actuated, manipulated, and easily read while having gloved hands. So this has an internal rotating bezel that can be set with a clockwise rotation of the primary exterior bezel. 
and is actuated by a counterclockwise rotation of the outer rotating bezel. And that is cool. It's obviously a very attractive chronograph watch. I very much like it, but seeing this cool application of timing actuation got me really excited. Hmm. Not enough to buy it. Uh, These are, again, on the big side, they're from Ball, so they're, I mean, it's the small as they come in a 41, 12 point. Which, which I think is a fine size. for. A, it's a fine size for, for a sport watch. For this style of watch. Yeah. I've not, or for a, yeah. I've not wanted this style of watch from them. And I wanted it like between 36 and 38. You know, there's a weird thing going on with the bracelet to lug connection. Did you notice that? <laughs> it's got a flared bracelet that actually sits outside of the lugs or comes flush with the lugs. Hang on. So instead of the bracelet being inside. Oh yeah. The end link actually wraps around the lugs. Yeah. It's the, actually the end link that wraps around the lugs. What in the world? I wonder if that was just to add stability to it. So it's not just relying on the spring bar as the vertical kind of tension holder if it can put if it's using the pressure of the end link against the case as a additional shock absorbing mechanism man i don't know this feels very 2011 yes brightling to me yes it absolutely does it even kind of has that look uh all titanium it's a really cool technology i just wish they would catch up in the design department so these are two thousand seven hundred ninety nine dollars which is a little bit more than a tenth of the average emt salary so i'm not exactly sure who after taxes post taxes i'm not exactly sure who these are for well they're for i guess police officers first responders firefighters I don't know. Uh, but but the hours and minutes things is very much EMT. EMTs don't make enough. Well, maybe if you've been doing it for... It depends on where they work. Right. Uh, <laughs> I think EMTs make like thirty-five dollars to $40,000 a year. So anyway, it's, an, it's a weird watch. It's a, it's a cool watch, though. I just also have never been in a situation cool. where these numbers mattered. And I took the time to like like do little more than check the time on my watch or like Sharpie something on something else. Yeah. Because by the time it's a chaotic environment, so you actuate your timer. By the time you're ready to look down at it again, like your your person's long gone, like not dead, but they're no longer under your care. You're like, oh, made it. Yeah, yeah. It's a cool watch. It's a cool technology, and using the bezel to both manipulate the internal bezel and actuate the timer is really neat. I've not seen that. I don't know that I've seen that anywhere else. I think what I might do with Foster is design a watch specifically catered to Walmart greeters and make it at a solid gold price it at like $7,800. I like it. Thoughts? Two-tone? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But two-tone. White white and gold? White gold. You could do mixed metal though. You could do like platinum and yellow gold. I think that'd be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Have a great day. Walmart greeters are like typically retired people. (laughs) So yeah, maybe they can afford living, it. Living high on the hog. Yeah, fair enough. They're just there for the social interaction. <laughs>
Andrew, you got one more thing? Last thing. Uh, I read this Time and Tired article uh, that kind of kind of got me laughing. And I was like, oh. Yeah, it made me laugh. <clears throat> Weird. People are like interested in the same thing that we are at large. So this Time and Tired article is TikTok is going crazy about people wearing Apple watches at weddings. And I was like a little bit intrigued by that because I was like, what's the thinking here? The thinking was that you don't need to be wearing your phone on your wrist during a wedding, but then they're showing like wedding photos of people wearing Apple watches. It's like, man, you could just do so much better for like very little money and look put together. You don't need your heart rate monitor. You don't need access to your texts. Yeah. That seems to be really the objection, right? Is that, is that this, there's this awareness, this sort of, you said it right, the public at large being aware that this isn't a watch, but rather this is a connected device mm-hmm. whose primary purpose is to keep you connected and how inappropriate that is to be wearing it in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, I think we've taken, or at least I've taken, and I think you agree, a pretty soft stance on on Apple Watches. It's such a brilliant device, and it's, oh, it's amazing, so valuable. And so I don't begrudge any. You know, a lot of times people say, "Oh gosh, you're going to be mad at me." They'll find out I'm a watch guy. You're going to be mad at me over an Apple Watch. It's like, absolutely no, that's, that's not. The, the best smart watch you could buy. You should be wearing that watch. If you're going to be wearing yes. a smart watch, that's the one. But there's this, I guess, there's this recognition by the public that actually it's not a watch. Mm-hmm. It's a TV and a computer and a, I don't know. Can you watch movies on a, on an Apple Watch? I'm sure you can. Yeah, I don't know. Be like, be like the olden days of watching it on your iPod Touch. Remember that? Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> one inch by one inch screen. Yeah. Six pixels. <laughs> but, you know, much like you wouldn't, you know, I, I mean, I, I've seen pictures of, of like, grooms with like cell phone holsters on in their wedding. The layers to the problem there though are many. (laughs) And I think that there's this recognition that like, that's the same thing. Like you're in this moment, put down your fucking computer for a moment and just be in the moment, which is not to say that the people wearing these photographs are actually being distracted by their Apple watch. That's just their accessory. Also, what if your side piece texts you? Like that could be problematic. And, and, you know, here we are like judging people like you were a Breitling with a tux like. And they're like, well, that that would be fine. Like that's a dress watch. (laughs) It has a bracelet on it. It's obviously a dress watch. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) But actually the Apple watch is where the public. They've drawn the line. I've drawn the line. TikTok has has spoken. If you can get text messages at the altar. You've gone too far. Yes. And that's just, fair. Just pick up a PRX. It comes with a leather strap option now. Yeah. Get, a Bam- do. get yourself a Bambino. A, yeah. There's a clerk at the courthouse who wears a Bambino. And I commented on it the other day. I was like, I like your watch. And he's like, oh, yeah, this was, yeah. And I was like, that's the Bambino, right? And he was like, kind of gave me a look. He's like, yeah, it's a Bambino. I was like, yeah, it's a cool watch, man. Uh, All that to say, like, there are options for you. You don't have to spend. You don't have to get a wedding watch. Like you don't have to get a month salary wedding watch or a three month salary wedding watch. Just, I'm guessing you can get a Bambino watch. for like under a hundred bucks. Easy. Easy. Do that. 
do that. Yes. Andrew, are we done talking about watch things for the day? Oh, there was something that came up that I wanted to mention, and I have forgotten it. Time's up. Andrew, other things, what do you got? Watched a new show this week in like as fast as it can possibly be watched. No, that's not true. I had to save an episode. For those of you who are about our age, you are familiar with the PlayStation video game Twisted Metal. Oh, yeah. And for those of you who are about our age, you grew up slaying each other playing Twisted Metal. Like, this is a formative video game for me. Because it was awesome. Same. Yeah, same. And Peacock did a star-studded show of it. And I saw a trailer for it a couple months ago and was kind of like, oh, that that's going to be interesting. Because there wasn't, there was story to Twisted Metal, but there wasn't story. So I was kind of curious how it was going to go down. And I see the trailers and I see who's in it. And I'm like, man, this is like, this has got to be good because there's just no reason for these people in the places they are in their careers to sign on to, to a pooper. <laughs> and it delivered. So first up, uh, Anthony Mackie, the Falcon or new Captain America. Love that guy. Is the is the lead. He's gained a little bit of weight since he's taken a break from Marvel. I was kind of surprised. I was like, oh. I don't recognize you. Getting chunky. Yeah. Well, no, he's not chunky by any means, but he's certainly not Marvel superhero yoked right now. He's probably laying off the steroids so he can chill. Um, <laughs> Stephanie Beatrice, uh, who was one of the, who is this terrific voice actor. She's super familiar to, she was in Brooklyn nine, nine. She played the main character in, uh, in Kanto is kind of his co-star Samoa Joe is in there as a body actor with, uh, what's his name? Arnett, Will Arnett as the voice actor for the character. Like, uh, Nev Campbell, just tons of people that you recognize and you're like, what? Okay, this works. And then it starts and it's just like cold open. There is no explanation. This is just the world you live in now. And you're okay with it. Sure. The writing was great. The character arcs were great. They do this really good job of balancing, progressing the story with kind of explaining why this character is the way that they are without overdoing either of them. The way they reveal parts of the story is really well done. It's well-timed. I loved it. I laughed a ton. It's like I described it to Will as Mad Max meets Zombieland. Cause it's all these like Mad Max stuff with like kind of the silly, a little tongue in cheek. Yeah. Like not quite, but like kind of cartoony gratuitous violence, but not, you know, Quentin Tarantino level, but just like, just there, they hit the sweet spot. And the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, how are they going to do a season two? If it gets renewed and they finish the season, you're like, damn season two going to be lit. If they get renewed, we don't know yet if it's been renewed, that's the hope. And I expect that it will be. It is streaming now on Peacock, 10 episodes. Is there anywhere else you can watch it? Peacock is the only one I don't I think you get it free. Do you have Verizon? I don't have Verizon for anything. I think think Peacock comes with like most, as like a subsidiary of most other 
it's the one that's just free with my AT&T or whatever. Something like that. I have it because I actually did just have to start paying for it. I guess I only got a year or something with Verizon. But it's like five bucks. Maybe it's more. I don't know. Cool. I'll check it out. It, it sounds good. It, it was terrific. I watched nine episodes, just like blew through them and then saved the finale for the following day. I totally expected it to be awful. It was not. It was super fun. It was well acted. I really, really liked it. I got another thing. Do me. So I am not a regular reader of GQ recommends. Okay. But you know, with the way we get news through aggregators these days, I get stuff from GQ occasionally that comes across. So I read this article by GQ recommends Reed Nelson. Uh, The headline caught me. Patagonia baggies reviewed. Yep. Still great. Uh, and I was like, what's a Patagonia baggie? And there's this picture of this fellow standing in shorts, uh, two different iterations. One of them more of a casual outfit. One of them a very like very casual leisure. Outfit. Yeah. So you've got like <laughs> casual loafers and an Oxford cloth button down. And the other is like more leisure. Uh, and I was like, well, what is this? And it says this. I'll just read you the first two paragraphs. Patagonia baggies occupy a weird space in the menswear landscape. They're as venerated by hard-boiled fashion geeks as they are outdoor sports buffs. Beloved by Pusha T and climbing legend Tommy Caldwell. Equally at home on the subway as they are in the woods, even if you're not familiar, fam- even if you're not familiar familiar with them, you'd be able to ID them if you saw them. Like a song that you know the words to but not the name of. You probably have friends who wear them all the time. Heck, you probably owned a pair yourself at one point or another. Maybe after this very publication, convinced you to buy them. There's a a link. Which is to say they're so deeply ingrained in the psyche, so consistent in their ubiquity, that they'd be at risk of fading into the background if their silhouette wasn't so identifiable, their color so particular. Which also helps explain why just about every brand worth its weight in crinkly nylon sells something that amounts to an updated version of Patagonia's flagship shirts. Okay, so... I read this and it cut deep because I consider myself a guy who knows about fashion, who they are describing the thing I want in my life. Mm -hmm. I love products that are always in the product line. I love ubiquitous products. Yeah. So be it, uh, you know, uh, a G2 pen or w- whatever. I love the thing that's so good that it is just the one you get. And it's no, there's no hype to it. It's j- it's the one. It's the thing. The truth. And so as I read this, I was I was miffed because I've not heard at this point a couple of months ago. I had not heard of Patagonia baggies. How is it possible? That this product that this author is writing about this way. Well, he, he writes for GQ. I've never even heard <clears> of. <throat> I'm a Patagonia fan. I wear Patagonia clothes. I have a Patagonia ski jacket, right? Uh, how do I not know about this thing? So apparently this is a thing that people know about that I have just missed. And so I did what anybody in my position would do. Bought six colors. <laughs> and I ordered a pair. I ordered a pair. They came in. So it is a recycled 
nylon pair of shorts. They have they have construction similar to a swimsuit or perhaps running shorts with a liner. Um, and they're not special. In fact, they're so not special that you'd be amazed. And so I proceeded to wear these things now swimming, disc golfing. How are they swimming? Because I, I know their structure isn't great for... They're swim trunks, Andrew. They are fucking swim trunks. I have been wearing... So I bought a pair. I wore them more or less constantly for about three weeks. And then I bought another pair. I now have two pair. And I'm probably going to buy another pair. I'm living in them. I'm living in them. Not because they are special, but because they're not special and good. These things, A, like I said, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed that I haven't heard of these things based on Mr. Reed's article. That was just felt like it was the first two paragraphs were just accusations, right? <laughs> they were like, What's what, what rock have you been living under, <laughs> Everett? Get off your chubbies and get into your baggies. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So I, I now own two pair of these. The material, it is crinkly. It is a crinkly, it's a sort of stiff material, uh, which I like. Uh, they feel more substantial than like a silk weight running short or something. They don't feel like a running short, right? You know, sometimes you put on like a, a, an athletic yeah. short and it feels athletic, like silky and like, no, these things are substantial. They feel like real shorts. I have worn them to restaurants. I've worn them doing outdoor things. I've hiked in them. Um, I mean, it. This they really are very neat. They really are very neat. They're not special, and, and and they're not cheap either. So I think I've spent sixty dollars. I bought one of them on sale, one of them not on sale, and I think that the sale ones were forty, and the not sale ones were sixty. So not cheap shorts. These. But they yeah. feel pretty solid. <clears throat> and they're Patagonia, right? Everything when they wear out, you can take it back to REI and they'll be like, hey, here's a free new pair of shorts. Yeah, well, and, and, and <coughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm going to wear these things hard. But they don't feel like they're going to fall apart, right? They feel great. I, I think if they do fall apart, it'll be the liners. At which point you just start wearing undies. Nip them off and, and wear them with underwear. Uh, yeah, I, I love them. I love them. I, I assume, based on Mr. Reed's article, that people at home will be like, yeah, dipshit. I know what these are, but do you know what they are? I've, I'm aware of them. I've never had a pair. Gosh, I was so offended that I immediately had to order a pair. But I do love them. I do love them. And I don't know that it's not psychological. I don't know that it's not psychological. I accept that statement. Yeah. yeah. There was a better way to say it. Uh, I'm all, not sure that there is, though. All that to say, it might just be that I was like, I've been missing out for all these years. I'm a terrible fashionista, and now I need to make up for my sins. But I do really like them. I've been so at REI right now, they are mostly sold out in men's sizes. Also, the men's sizes are kind of, well, no, there's some good colors. Well, see, medium. In the uh, five-inch inseam, there's a few colors available for $44.93 and for $65. And then in the uh, seven inch inseam, which did you get? Five or seven inch? Oh. Seven seems long. Yeah, definitely five. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 
I might get a couple pairs of these. I need to get a couple yeah, swimsuits, so, which is why I ask how they are for swimming attire, because I um, I just need a couple new swimming attire shorts, some new some new uh, bathing costumes, if you will. They work for swimming, a hundred percent. Worn them in the pool. It's a nylon, so it doesn't like cling to your skin. I have a couple pairs of like different brands of these shorts. Well, so I do, so, and, and he references that, th- these things are copied. So there's other shorts that are copies of these. I've not even realized that, but. Probably all your swimsuits. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, that aren't board shorts. But having, being something that's designed to like go in and out of the water perhaps. And just pockets? to be everything, there are pockets. There's snaps plastic snaps on the wallet pockets and you've got hip pockets. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry about that. It is a right hand pocket. Sorry. It's okay. Deal. Um, yeah, pretty terrific, man. Pretty terrific. And, and you do have that like smug satisfaction. Pat wearing Patagucci. Yeah. Well, not just Patagonia, but I'm wearing a ubiquitous item, right? Like I've got a pair of Birkenstock Boston's, right? Like I've got like, these collected curated these things things. that everyone else has that's almost an expectation that you own it yes i am that guy i i I am that i'm a basic bitch i had to defend myself the other day that i don't own a pair of leather birkenstocks Mm. um people didn't believe me and i was like no i i I do own a pair of birkenstocks but they're the birkencrocks and they float and they're foam and i love them but i don't own like i have a pair of boston's I don't I don't have Birkenstocks. Like that's just not that's not my my bag, baby. You gotta have a pair of Birkenstocks. I you don't. gotta have a pair of baggies, apparently, and you gotta have a pair of Birkenstocks. I do I have Birkencrocks. I have worn I have worn my baggies now with my Birkenstock Bostons. Cause I was like, yeah, that's how you do it. And knee high socks? No knee high socks. No socks. They were mid calf, it's not a big deal. <laughs> Andrew, that's all I got. I'm out of things too, man. Look at us. We did it. We did it. Hey, uh, unless there's anything you you want to add, I'll close this out. I still can't remember the thing I wanted to say. Hey, you guys, thanks for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast. If Andrew does remember, we will put it in the show notes. Probably not. Why don't you check us out on our website, watchclicker.com. That's where we post weekly reviews articles, and of course, every single episode of this podcast. You can check us out on social media at WatchClicker and at 40 and 20 underscore WatchClicker. That's on Instagram. Uh, If you want to support us, and oh boy, oh boy, we hope you do. You can do that at patreon.com slash 40 and 20. That's where we get all the money to keep the wheels of turning around here. Uh, hosting, hardware, software, etc. For all of those already supporting us, we appreciate you so much. And if not, go check it out. Patreon.com slash 40 and 20. And don't forget to tune back in next Thursday for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Oh, bye. <laughs>